And welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. That's Woman, the number two woman podcast with your host, Denise Hankson Lawrence. This space is created for women to share their stories, their trials, and their triumphs so that you, the listener, will be encouraged, motivated, inspired, and filled with hope. So that's Woman, the number two woman podcast with your host, Denise Hankson Lawrence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. That I'm your host, Denise Hankson Lawrence. That's Woman, the number two woman podcast. I'm excited. We are here in the month of June. Wow. Before you know it, the year will be out of here. Out of our way. I can't believe it. I'm like, we're in June already. Yes, we are the month of June. And the same I'm hoping for me, I'm hoping for you that this will be the month that will be the month of breakthrough, the month of deliverance, the month of of everything where your voice will be heard. You will recognize your voice, know your voice and speak. Okay. And just be the best you that God has created you to be and live in purpose. So again, like I said, just welcome. Uh, if you are a first time listening audience, please, we appreciate you. We thank you so much for joining us and listening. We hope that you'll come back and uh, take some time to catch up on all our episodes, right? We're in our year three. Congratulations. Yes, we're in year three and we're excited about it. So we're just going to jump into today's topic today, and I'll share with you a clip that will give you an idea as to what we're talking about today. And of course, it's what you have sent in our listeners, what you have sent in and requested topics to be discussed. And so we're here to please you, to serve you. All right. Uh, I didn't mean to say please, but you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So I want to share with you, um, just a clip, a little piece of a clip from, uh, how to train a dragon and you'll get the idea as to the topic we'll be talking about today. I'm not the chief that you wanted me to be and I'm not the peacekeeper I thought I was. I don't know. All right. I'm going to stop it right there as much as you can hear it. And I wanted to share that with you today because the topic we'll be talking about as was requested by our audience is about rejection. And I chose that clip because, um, you know, just in that clip, he was questioning himself, questioning his ability to be able to lead and to rule after his father had passed on. And he questioned that because, you know, his father had fallen and now he questioned his own leadership ability. And sometimes that's what is the ramification of rejection. Some of us, we go through rejection and then what the unseen pain of rejection can do is that it basically sabotage our soul and shatter our spirit. And in doing so, we then get into this trap and we fall into this space of feeling abandoned and feeling, uh, 
less less of ourselves, right? So our self-worth is questioned, our, our ability to do something is questioned because we were rejected. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I do have a few questions that came in under that, and we're going to address that. So again, welcome as we talk today's topic on rejection. So as we begin, I just want to share with you that if this topic is a bit too much for you, again, as I said before, I'm not a therapist um, in the process of becoming one, but right now I'm not one. And so I ask that you will seek help if you do need to. Okay. So again, this is just uh, from our point of view and some of the things that our listeners have sent in and my personal take after, you know, praying about it and just sharing with you because rejection is from my personal experience and point of view, it can be one of the most excruciating, thing it, it it really can even cut to the core to the core so deep right that even for me I can say even death of someone before while that is heartbreaking it didn't even hurt as much as the rejection that I personally experienced uh you know throughout my life and we find a lot of people have experienced some form of rejection. Now we can talk about rejection forever, right? We can talk about the fact that what if you reject someone or you reject something, but what we want to talk about today is about just dealing with rejection from this standpoint. So the thing about rejection is it has this this thing about it that it can just really just ravage you. It ravage your heart. It ravages your heart. And it's even more so if it's from a loved one. So if you've been rejected and abandoned by someone who you love and someone who's supposed to love you, it even makes matters worse. And like I said, from my personal perspective, and even from some others that have shared it with me, that even death don't even you know equate to it. Some people can deal with the death and the passing of someone, but just to deal with rejection because it continues. That sense of abandonment, it gives you such a devastating feeling, right? To your heart, your whole being, and it then begins to chip away at your self-image. So it just doesn't just stop there, but it continues. It chisels its way, it chisels against your confidence, you know, and everything that you come up with, with challenges and hopes and aspiration, it chisels away that and that's what i share you the clip with you earlier today because that's exactly what was happening to this kid he was doing everything and he was fine but the moment that he was rejected because he did not look the part sound the part and the people didn't really believe in him and all that stuff that whole concept of rejection when it came for him to step up to the game he questioned his ability he questioned his ability he questioned his strength he questioned his leadership he questioned everything about him because he no longer felt like he could because his self-image has been chipped away, his confidence had been chiseled away because of the sense of rejection. Because believe it or not, when people are rejected, the message that they hear repeatedly in their head is that you're not welcome, you are unworthy, you, you, you serve no value, you have no value at all. That is the repetitive message as someone hears in their spirit, in their soul, in their very being, uh, when they're going through life experience and, and going through this pain, this, this sense of abandonment and being rejected. 
But before I even go further into our topic on today, I just want to take a moment and I want to say to you, if your heart is broken, if your spirit is crushed, if you are currently dealing with any aspect of rejection, abandonment, I know, but I can tell you this, nothing is more healing than to know that the Lord loves you unconditionally, okay? His word in Psalms 34 and 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. So I just wanna encourage you, even before I go more into our topic on today, to remind you that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. So if you are brokenhearted, he is close to you and save those who are crushed in spirit, all right? So when you look at rejection, if you wanna look at the beginning aspect of it or something that you can connect rejection with. For me, of course, as always, uh, unapologetically, I'm going to make biblical references as well as, you know, everything that we can relate to in our everyday life. But when I think about it, I think of favoritism, right? Favoritism. And of course, you know, what comes to mind, of course, the story of Joseph. So I won't go into it, but it's just the fact that favoritism, it, it, it can be extremely painful. And believe it or not, especially young kids, they catch on to it real quickly. They can tell who is their favorite. I know, um, you know, I experienced that, unfortunately, on the opposite side where I, where I was not the favorite um, growing up. And I remember when I was having kids, I made a vow and a promise that I would never treat my kids differently. So I have a boy and I have a girl. My girl's my first and um, our son is the second. And I would always tell my, our daughter, you are my favorite daughter. <laughs> and uh, we would always tell our son, especially me, I say, you know, you're my favorite son. So lately we have a dog now, and then they now eventually, they're now 22 and 23, and they believed everything I said and they accepted it. But now they're like, okay, so what are you gonna say now? Because you treat the dog uh, far better than you treat us. And I said, no, I don't. But, you know, I just put that in there. But, you know, I always say to them, you're my favorite daughter, you're my favorite son, because I experience on the other end, the sad part of that with rejection and the sad part of favoritism. And so I made a vow that I did not want my children to go through that same experience. And so I, I was intentional. I was so intentional that when it's uh, Kayla's birthday, I, I taught um, junior how to celebrate his sister birthday to understand that that's her moment but still to be a part of it so um it worked for me i would give him a smaller cake to, to be a part of the celebration but of course she gets the bigger cake vice versa when it's his birthday the same thing and even though they're distant now in terms of living location um they still celebrate that concept they still have that within them and they'll often refer to it so who's your favorite son who's your favorite daughter i mean i only have one son and one daughter right but that was just something that worked for me to avoid any concept of favoritism and i know some people may be listening and say there's no way you have to love one more than the other and no i don't i have a connection that's different with each of them but i don't love one over the other and I was intentional about that and still am intentional because I know what it felt like on the opposite side. 
So knowing what it felt like, experiencing it myself, gave me that edge and that that mindset to be so intentional that I didn't want my kids to go through that aspect. And the best way to avoid that for me was to make sure I didn't favor one over the other. Okay, because rejection, as we know, the definition of rejection is the act of refusing to accept or to consider a person or a thing that is wanted or not approved. So when someone experiences rejection, what we feel is unlove, we feel unwanted, and we feel unacceptable. And, you know, when you think about it, think of Christ himself. Christ experienced and felt the pain of rejection. Right, the Bible refers to him as Christ, meaning the head, the cornerstone, the vital and most essential stone of any major structure. Yet he, Jesus, was a cornerstone and he was rejected. And that's why Matthew 21 and 42 says, the stone that the builders reject has become the capstone. So even Christ himself experienced rejection. So overall, when you are rejected, you are cast aside, you feel cast off, you feel cast away, you know, tossed to the corner, thrown over there, thrown over there. And then when you're tossed and turned and tossed and turned and thrown, then the value disappears. So then you begin now to feel useless and abandoned and worthless. And that's one of the ramifications of rejection. Now, I want to shift our conversation now to certain aspects of rejection or what comes as a result. And it may come in a formative a question. I know you're not answering me right away, but, you know, we just want to have this engaging conversation, this dialogue here. And one of the questions I want you to think about is, you know, and you can respond by sending us an email, of course, but is, are you controlled by the fear of rejection? Because I remember there was a point in my life, just a short point, but I was controlled by the fear of rejection. Because of that fear, I was hesitant in doing things. I was hesitant towards uh, doing something. And I was riding this crazy roller coaster of emotion of with, with concern to my ability and so on. And I was up one minute, down one minute, based on how others would respond to me or other people approval. And thank God that didn't last for long. I think maybe less than a year. Um, and, and, and I realized quickly within the middle of it, what was going on. And thank God I was able to, to deal with that. And of course, you know, um, the, the, the word of God is so great. It's so rich. It has something for every area of our lives. Because Proverbs 29 and 25 tells us the fear of man will prove to be a snare but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe, right? And so for me, thank God, I trusted in God and I began to understand my value, my purpose, my being and everything and realize how unique I was and how gifted I am. And I haven't even begun to touch the surface yet. And I was like, wait a minute, okay. So I realized even through in the early stage of dealing with that aspect of rejection and you know, in 
in a sense where it's, it's a short period being controlled by fear and realize that God had not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I had to say that and believe it, not just say it, but believe it. And to know that I had value and to know that I am valuable and to know that I, my gifts, my talents, my ability, my experiences, all that has value. And it's an answer to somebody else's question. It's, it's, a, it's an answered prayer for someone. I know I'm created for better. I know I'm created to, to do good. I know I'm created to empower, to share and to uplift. And I had to begin to tell myself that, believe it, read about it, read the word, get into books that would tell me about this and believe it and just eat and breathe read it every day. And thank God I was no longer controlled by people's opinion, their approval or anything. But that's also part of what happens when you go and ex when you experience rejection. You know, you get that feeling of value is it's like you're waiting for someone to tell you that you're valuable. You're waiting for someone else to tell you who you are. So your sense of identity is completely in chaos because you no longer understand or identifying who you are and who you were created to be, but you respond based on how others have identified you. And that's something that you have to be careful and pay attention to if you are dealing with rejection. You know, I pray that you are no longer control. I pray that you will get from under that control and that roller coaster of emotion and conquer your fears of rejection and, and rise above that and allow God to take control of your life because he's created you and established you with worth. He made you in his image. He is worthy. And so you are worthy, not somebody else's opinion of you and not somebody else's thought of you. Okay. And because they rejected you and abandoned you, you still have value, boo. You still have value, sis. Okay? So just remember that. There's so much I want to talk about this subject. I thank you so much, listener, for sending this in. Thank you so much for sending this in. And this information came all the way from one of our listeners in Nigeria. Uh, great topic. I love it. I'm enjoying just sharing even my personal experiences and hoping that it will help you. And I, I want to talk about different aspects of it, you know, the symptoms of rejection and some of the ramifications and all that. But I just feel led today. We're just going to talk about what most of you had sent in because there's some questions that also came in and one of them is like how do you know that you are addicted to others approval and i think i want to try to address that and i believe that what you need to do is to ask yourself some questions right you need to ask yourself if you think that you may be living under the aspect of approval for others then you have to become honest come honest with yourself and evaluate certain things concerning your life and certain things concerning how you see yourself and reflect on the self-talk that i think is the first place to begin the first space to begin reflect on the self-talk if you feel that you may be a victim of that aspect in terms of being addicted to approval of others so you can't do anything unless they say so you don't feel like it was good enough unless someone say so. So you're addicted to others' approval. I strongly believe you need to begin to think about, reflect on your self-talk. What are you telling yourself? And these are key signs. How would they say it? Red flags, right? <laughs> okay, so these are key signs that I know that would work. You know, I've tried that as well. And that is, you know, okay, am I not good enough? 
if you if if you were going through these i have to try harder or i have to be perfect i can never please you i always feel the s word stupid right i'm always the one at fault if you constantly have these kind of a statements these kind of a self-talk coming out of your spirit out of your mouth out of your head out of your heart out of your being right oh i'm not acceptable in the eyes of others i know that what i think isn't important if you continue that way yeah those are signs that you are addicted to the approval of others those are definitely signs and it could get worse because if you start saying i don't deserve to be loved i don't feel anyone could really love me i don't even think god could ever love me listen those are definite signs that you are addicted to the approval of others. And first John four and 10 tells us this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atonement sacrifice for our sins. So don't you ever question if God loves you. He proved it already and he constantly proved it every day. All right. Another thing that, um, is on here is about okay how do you deal with the fear how do you know and i talk a little bit about that um in the beginning i didn't even realize it was um, a question that was repeated here but it's about the fear so i know you're that's a big thing because it's more than one person that wrote that in about the fear of rejection and i don't know maybe you could maybe we could challenge ourselves this week then so to speak and give ourselves that kind of a rejection test, that fear of rejection test. So let me think about this as I'm talking to you. Um, so like one of the questions I would say is, okay, do you become anxious when you think someone might not accept you? Right, so we could come up with a self, let's come up with about four, four things here that we can do like a self test, so to speak, to see if we're dealing with the fear of rejection, right? How do we test this? How do we test this? As I said earlier, I would say, okay, do you become anxious when you think of someone um, might accept you or might not accept you? Think about that for a minute. If, if your answer is yes, then you are probably more than likely dealing with the fear of rejection. Another thing, uh, Hmm. Do you find yourself trying to impress others? If you find yourself constantly trying to impress others, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're dealing with the fear of rejection. One I remember that I experienced was this constant feeling of becoming depressed when and I never used to be this way. When people became critical of me, I would be quick on a snap to respond to something if someone was critical of me. But there was this, as I told you before, when I was going through this short period, it was a little bit less than a year, thank God. But that was part of it that I dealt with. Like the moment that they became critical, it was like, oh, I started feeling low and depressed and like, what, what? So I would say that would be another question. Um, I did say four, right? 
<laughs> I wish I wrote these down. Um, I'm just flowing as I'm hearing it in my spirit and just thinking about like what worked for me. It wasn't that I actually did a whole test for myself, but after I went through it, you know, and, and then preparing for this, I thought about it. It's like, yeah, there should be like a, you know, some questions that you would ask yourself, just the same as how I said earlier, if you wanted to identify if you're addicted to other people's approval, you would ask, you, you would check your self statement, right? So these are questions um, I would say, you know, because I remember just feeling depressed when people become critical of me. Another thing is, um, you know, like if you feel awkward around people, I think that's a, another way to tell. If you begin to feel awkward around people and others and, and you feel different about yourself in a way, that could mean as well that you are dealing with the fear of rejection because you all of a sudden just become so awkward and so uncomfortable because you're basically maybe comparing yourself and you're comparing yourself because you've already dealt with rejection. And so now you're going into this new space and you're awkward. You're, you're very hesitant. You're like, you're stepping on eggshells because you're not comfortable in who you are. And you're just afraid, like, you know what? I've already been through it. I don't want to deal with it again. So let me just tread cautiously. So you become so timid, so timid, and then become so awkward around people. That is a sign proof that you are somehow dealing with some aspect of fear of rejection as well. Well, I want to share with you this, that if you find yourself dealing with any of those aspects or you find yourself being like overly controlled by others or you struggle with some sense of anger and resentment towards others or you don't expect others to respond to your situation or conversations that you may have the same way you would or you're just you know afraid to hear a no right those are signs again that you are dealing with this fear of rejection but i want to tell you this Okay, if you ever feel yourself in a space where you are controlled by fear of rejection and you're living for the approval of others, you need to remember Galatians 1 and 10. And it says this, am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Hello, somebody. Okay. Hello, somebody. It's time you stop trying to please man and please God. Stop seeking the approval of men and seek the approval of God. Now, as I get ready to close, I want to talk about, or just to challenge you, as, as we always do in the end, I want to challenge you that if you yourself are currently dealing with rejection or you have dealt with rejection, I'm going to challenge you to check how you are dealing with others, right? So my question is that, are you rejecting others? Because when you reject someone, to be honest, if we look deep and closely, we'll find out what we're doing is just repeating the same rejection that we ourselves have been received, have received at some point in our lives. You know how they say hurt people hurt people? Let's not continue the cycle. Okay, so I challenge you to really take a deep look into your life and see in your experiences to others, have you rejected someone? 
have you rejected anyone at all? Have you shown favoritism and, and caused someone to even experience what you've gone through? And if you've never been through rejection, think about what you're doing to someone else when you reject them in a sense, right? What does that do to them based on some of the things that I've shared today? Right, because there's people do some people do live and look for some sense of acceptance. And I remember studying this in school long, long time ago that there are three levels of acceptance. There's a zero acceptance, and that's where you know we will say something to the effect of no matter what I do, I'll never be accepted. So that's that zero acceptance, right? And then there is the performance-based acceptance. So this would be a concept where we say something like, I feel accepted only when I perform perfectly. And then there's the unconditional acceptance, which is no matter what I do, even when I fail, I always feel accepted. So we'll talk more about that. I really feel like I need to continue this conversation on this topic because there's so much more that I can share with you. And I certainly hope and pray that what I've shared thus far is of some use you'll be able to use it apply it in some area of your life or when you're dealing with other people because rejection is indeed something that breaks the heart it wounds the heart and god definitely wants to create healing for us and we can get that healing through therapy we can get that healing through you know talk conversations as this and we definitely could get that healing and uh through reading his word and understanding that he loves us and that he sees value in us. And no matter how broken you are, no matter how uh, you may have some edges and some different parts of you that have really been crushed and crumbled, you are still of value. There is a shape that is still need to be filled, a void that needs to be filled. You are that shape of that puzzle that's missing. You are the thing that needs to, to fill that void in someone else's life and in the world, in business, in, in your career, in your education, you are the answer to somebody else's prayer. So you are definitely still valuable despite your scars, despite your bruises, despite your broken edges, your bent over, your curled over, your crumbled side, whatever it is, whatever has caused you to feel that aspect of being rejected and abandoned by someone or whatever uh, self-talk you have told yourself to then capture you and have you so addicted to the fear of rejection. I break it right now. I speak that the Lord will break it for you right now. And this week you will experience some form of healing because indeed he wants to heal your wounded heart. So again, I hope and pray that this has been a blessing to you. Again, let's check ourselves and see how we are treating others as well. And so that's my call to action today. Again, I really, really appreciate your questions. I love it when you send things in for us to discuss because I want to bring to you what you want to hear. I wanna to bring to you what is relatable to you and something that you're saying, hey, this is the content I want to hear. This is why I listen, this is why I come on. So thank you for logging on. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for, you know, being a regular regular listening audience members you guys are amazing you are amazing if i was looking for self-worth i would needed something to pump me up you've done it okay the fact that you keep us up there on the high rating the fact that you listen the fact that you download the fact that you share 
it says a whole lot. And so I thank you for your time for listening and joining me on this platform, Woman, the number two woman podcast. Again, I'm your host, Denise Hankson Lawrence. I invite you to continue to send us email at w the number two w podcast show at gmail.com. That's w2w podcast show at gmail.com. We certainly appreciate your input. It is valuable. And we thank you for everything that you have done to keep us where we are. So until next time, I'm your host, Denise Hinkson Lawrence, and thank you for tuning into Woman, the number two woman podcast. I almost forgot to ask you as well, uh, visit my website at uh, my name, which is www.denisehlawrence.com. So my name is denisehlawrence.com, not www, but definitely visit my website for more information. We have some products coming out. We have books that's coming out. Uh, I'm excited about that. Also, if you don't mind, visit my Instagram page, you know, definitely the W2W podcast. Uh, page on Instagram, but I also have a new page and it's coach Denise H. Lawrence. And on that, I launched my coaching business and we're talking about purpose and taking women from a place of being stuck to being unstuck and unstoppable. All right. So hope to hear from you soon. You have so many ways to connect with me. Please do so again. Thank you and have a wonderful day.